morning. Happy Friday. Good morning. Make sure your uh, your volume's down. There you go. So first things first, I want to welcome everybody to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. We have some really good topics for you today. Just remember that I am Brujita Sid Noir, Sid the Kid, Sid Witch, but please don't call me a bitch. Hey, y'all, it's Erin, a.k.a. your favorite bush queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade. And we have quite a bit to to get through today, uh, depending on uh, what kind of engagement we get. I don't know if we're going to get through all of these topics. (laughs) Um, But the first um, topic that we are going to talk about is um, black, Black mental health and how much it matters. And it's funny because this is obviously something we say, it's been um, a going trend, I have to say. It's been a trending topic, Black mental health. Um, And the reason why I call it a trending topic is because I feel like it's something that we say, but we don't believe in. Mm -hmm. It's something that, um, it's it's a really nice talking point. And it makes, and it sounds so good, but we as a community are not willing to implement it. Uh, not for real, not for um, our faves, um, and definitely not for each other. And, you know, as we were once Black queer kids, now we're Black queer adults. And um, that is something that we dealt with on a regular basis, having our mental health issues be dismissed and cast to the side on a regular basis, right? Um, You know, it's like, oh my goodness, you're wearing lip gloss today. I didn't know that you were trans or, you know, I was dating a trans person and my father tried to um, kick me out for being unnatural. This is something we're so used to because they're they're not thinking of the mental health repercussions because if those parents did, we wouldn't have 40 to 50% of our homeless youth be queer teens. And I also just feel like Black people, like we're so used to just, we're very like resilient was so used to like overcoming struggles and just figuring things out was strong like that. However, when this generation is like, um, something's not right here. And when we tell our parents that it's like, oh, well, nothing's wrong with you. What's the problem? You got food on the table. And it's like, we know that it's, you can't just limit it to that. It's more than that. Yeah, because the, the, that bare minimum of I'm eating, drinking and sleeping inside is not something that's going to take care of my mental health. And the another going theme that we see a lot with uh, Black mental health, um, not just the fact that it seems to be non-existent in the everyday household, but a lot of times when we were having any kind of struggle, we were told to go to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pray about it. And it's like, girl... <laughs> like, I'm about to be homeless. What's that gonna do? <laughs> like, how does that help me? Um, but, um, going back to how we treat our faves, because we, I think we know that interpersonally in our real life situations, um, there isn't a whole lot of care. I feel like that's when we know that we would have turned the tide is when we are actually going to therapy more because right now it's just like, we're watching famous people get therapy and I'm glad that it's a more regular conversation and it's not so taboo. So I'm glad obviously that we're talking about it, but we don't implement it when it's needed. Um, So recently, uh, Summer Walker, um, 
I'm probably gonna let you take over the story because I don't know all of the details about Summer Walker, but um, tell me what it was. Basically, um, she didn't perform certain songs. Um, she announced that she was going on tour. Obviously my first thoughts was why the fuck are we still going on tours in the pandemic? But- um, Whole panini, whatever. That's my problem. But anyways, when she made the announcement, people had already bought the tickets and stuff and was like, yeah, I'm going. She put out a and due to my social anxiety, I will not be able to perform these songs. And she put the songs out there. And tell me why people were like, you just weak and you like, how dare you? You're not strong enough. And then I'm seeing like black gay men in the comments, because she has a lot of black gay fans. Black gay men mm -hmm. in the comments calling her out her name, calling her a bitch. And you just, how dare you? You're not strong enough. And it's like, why do we put such a double standard? Because if it, all these male rappers and R&B singers can get away with rape allegations, sexual assault, and beat the fuck out of people, jumping folks. They'll keep going to their concert and supporting them. But as soon as a black woman or R&B singer that's a black woman says, hey, because of my anxiety, I don't feel comfortable saying, yes, I wrote these songs, but I don't feel comfortable. I haven't passed that traumatic stage yet. So the nerve of these people to say, well, how dare you? Now, what I will say is this. She should have said that before people bought the tickets to go see her. That's the only thing I would say with that. However, we, I feel like Black folks, we really need to like take mental health seriously. Like this girl is telling you, like she literally has a diagnosis for this shit, and people are just blow throwing it away, like it doesn't mean shit. And we really don't seem to care until the person has committed suicide or something insane has happened in their lives. Um, because uh, there are so many of them that just suffered in silence. Uh, Robin Williams is one of the first things that comes to my mind. Um, didn't say anything. Um, I mean, and then the worst part is all everybody will say in those comments, like, I wish they would have said something. But as soon as somebody does say something, especially a Black woman, we're like, um, where's your strength? What are you doing? What's wrong? What's the problem? You got money. I don't see what the problem is. And next thing you know, then you wonder why you have your your Tina's, your Whitney's, and so on and so forth. They don't, and, and I, and I'm, and it's so sad because we do this constantly. We do this on a regular basis. Um, and I agree with you. I wish you would have said something before, before anybody purchased a ticket, but the outrage and the people calling her out of her name and so on and so forth, as if that's supposed to help her mental health, um, was going to be something that was okay. And I also feel like we have put Black women on such a pedestal of strength, not a pedestal of respect, a pedestal of strength, where we are supposed to be strong all the time, every day, all day, don't matter. Um, and because we are so resilient, when we're finally not, we're looked at like, well, you're just a piece of shit now. I don't even know what to do with you. Mm. And I feel like we, um, um, I, and I will say, Black people came in more of support of Naomi Osaka and came in more in support of Simone Biles. And I think it was mostly because their white counterparts were, weren't paying attention to what they were saying. But now switch to Summer Walker because we will def defend our own against others within a second. But all of a sudden, as soon as it comes to um, Summer Walker, 
who was literally only being um, criticized by um, her black and a lot of black gay fans. Um, and we just, we can't find the, we just can't find the compassion. And it makes me really wonder why that is. Um, and I think, and I think obviously we know why, but I, I feel like it's so sad. It's like, they just look at black women a lot of the times as you, you are a commodity and I need to be able to monetize or I need to be able to enjoy, I need to be entertained. Um, and if you're not doing any of those things, you're useless. Basically, that's that's how I'm that's how that's how I'm seeing it. Um, we have a message from Z. Yes, I agree 1000% with you. Like our culture is so infatuated with bullying these people. For example, like Michael Jackson, like we bullied this man for the last 15 years of his life. And as soon as it pays, as soon as they pass away, it's like, oh, my God, I love you, MJ. You're a legend. I miss you. So it's like our community has to do a way better job at giving out people their flowers once they're alive, you know? Fuck flowers once I'm dead. I don't want no flowers when I'm dead. I want them when I'm alive. So you Bruh. guys are making a great point. It, on No, but but for real, though, we can... And, and black people on a whole, they do that to black, uh, black people on a whole. But the fact that we're doing it to each other, knowing that this is what happens when we step outside, well, you know, like, I I really... I don't understand why we are so we are so quick to throw each other away according to um i have this little article pulled up according to the health and human services office of minority health black adults in the u.s are more likely than white adults to report persistent symptoms of stress, such as sadness hopelessness and feeling like everything is an effort black adults living below the poverty line are more than twice as likely to report serious psychological distress than those with more financial security. Despite the needs, only one in three black adults who need mental health care receive it. According to the American Psychiatric Association's Mental Health Facts for African Americans Guide, they are also less likely to receive guideline consistent care, less frequently included in research, more likely to use emergency rooms or primary care rather than health Oh, I'm glad that you read that so that you we could actually see um, it in statistical data. The fact that we're not getting help, even though it's been a banner. I'm so glad Tarashi B. Henson has that new show on Facebook and um, that I watch on a regular basis. I love it because um, it's conversations that we're really just not having. Um, even Even the other day, she had on a black queer man who was talking about how the church fucked him up. And when, oh, the comments, the comments alone was like, oh, no, we're not getting no better. That's just a show they put on because uh-uh. it, it was disgusting, like the reactions from it. It really was. Z. And yeah, like I said, I agree 1000 percent, even in sports, you know, like when Tom Brady is yelling at his teammates, when Tom Brady is cursing out one of his coaches, like, oh, my God, look at Tom Brady. He's so fiery, so competitive. But God forbid, Odell Beckham Jr. does the same exact thing. Oh my mm. god, what a thug, what a bad guy, what a bad teammate. But I literally saw my own eyes. Tom Brady do the same exact thing. But when he does yeah. it though, he's fighting competitive. But when we do it, it's like, oh my god, you got detriment to the team. So let's keep that same energy. And think about it also. Remember when Serena Williams went ahead and broke that racket and they were like, oh my god, she's hysterical. And then they all they did was pick up 
um, a bunch of videos from white male um, tennis players who were losing their minds, attacking referees and blah, blah, blah. And nobody called them emotional. That's the thing. Angry black woman, as soon as a black woman shows any sign of emotion, oh, she's triggered, oh, she's just angry for no reason, or she's just doing the most. Uh, and and think about the intersectionality of that between the uh, of Tom Brady and Odell Beckham, and then um, Serena Williams and another and it could have been another man if it like any man because as far as they're concerned that intersectionality level when it comes between black and white obviously the 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 black sorry the white man and the black man ah oh, sorry black man you're just angry you're just upset i don't understand and then when it comes to black men and black women when black women get upset oh we are you're emotional i don't get it i don't understand while they go ahead and try and cover up the hole they punched in the wall from uh, playing 2k Literally, these men will literally throw shit out the window because they lost a fucking game, or just it's a, it's a mess. But as soon as women do it, oh, what's the problem? Like y'all just triggered, y'all too emotional, and that's why y'all ain't got no man. And uh, oh, that's why you single, you know, all of the different tropes. But I think it's so crazy that it can it can happen to black men. Black men can see that it's completely unfair, but then when it comes to black women, um, or uh, then all of a sudden they don't know what oppression is. They don't know what that actually means or the connotations of that. And it sucks. It sucks to live in a world where there are these very, very real bureaucratic <laughs> um, boundaries that uh, all of this red tape that we just can't cross. They're just like, sorry, I don't see your issue. It says that in, um, 20, in 2018, I'm just gonna read a part of the stigma. In 2018, 11.5% of Black adults in the U.S. had no form of health insurance. The stigma behind it. Negative attitudes and beliefs towards people who live with mental health conditions is pervasive within the U.S. and can be particularly strong within the Black community. One study showed that 63% of Black people believe that a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. As a result, people may have People may experience shame about having a mental illness and worry that they may be discriminated against due to their condition. Yeah, we are. And, and then we're demonized sometimes with our own community for getting it. Um, and I feel like the only thing that has improved is some of that stigma is going away. When black people say they're going to get to get therapy, a, some, a lot of that stigma is going away where other black people are like, you know what, you may need it. And it's becoming less of a white people thing to do. And that's, but I really feel like that's the only thing that's changed. Um, because as soon as it comes to somebody who's supposed to be monetized, somebody who is supposed to be making some money, um, somebody who's in the spotlight, especially, um, we see it come out in droves in those comment sections, how much that the black mental health um, um, wave has not permeated yet. It hasn't. Um, it's a read. What's up, Aaron? What's up, Sid? <clears throat> I always appreciate you guys' conversation. Um, and I'm glad that you guys are talking about black mental health because um, I always felt like it was something that we should get as reparations as black folks. So I appreciate you guys. What's up, Miss Joyce? I see you in the audience. Hey, Joyce. And thank you so much. Um, it's 
it's really sad because we're really we're really not in a space yet where it is normalized. We're definitely far from that. We're definitely far from that because you know how many like especially our generation um growing up and having kids in the church be molested, they weren't getting them therapy. They told them to pray. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. And now some of us are so damaged as adults and and then worse have been brainwashed to believe that therapy makes us weak what do you even do with that fucking combination where is that person supposed to go for guidance for help because them talking to their other ignorant ass homies is not going to do them no better right they just going to clown up again oh what's the problem that especially in this home well just talk to your parents because my parents were like, well, why can't you just talk to us? Like, we used to trust us. It's like, well, when I did, y'all kept dismissing it and saying, well, you got a roof over your head and you in school and you doing all this stuff. That doesn't mean shit. But worse, do you know how crazy it is that they would make it about them? Why can't you talk to us? What are you depressed for? I didn't raise you to be depressed. Like, am I not doing a good job? I'm like... <laughs> okay. I didn't raise you to be depressed. <laughs> Ain't that fucking something? And they wonder why when their kids get older, they don't hear from them for real. For real. Black queer folks, like you said before, it's not often, or how many times do we see, like, most black queer people don't have a good relationship with their parents. They don't. And they the ones, I don't know, I was going to say, and also a big majority of the ones that do have to pretend. Have to pretend, that this, especially on Thanksgiving, or this is just my roommate, all this other shit. They have to pretend like, like it's so sad, but I'm not doing that shit. And they know that. So, I don't But know. I also feel like it's in a, but I feel like what's worse is like, I feel like Black people in general are taught to see getting through problems as the success. And we don't care about what the leftover issues came from getting over those problems. As if there can't be residual relying ones. Like how many black women do you know that have been sexually assaulted, raped, so on and so forth, pretending they're fucking okay? Regular basis. Which is why it triggers me because once again, they're back on Megan Thee Stallion with the whole um, oh Tory, whatever his name is this week, with this whole shit about Love. the shooting. Like, and no matter how much evidence she putting out, they're still saying, no, it's not true, and you're just doing this for clout. And then <sighs> they'll have- say, and then turn around and say, protect Black women. No, what you really mean is protect Black women that you deem worthy of respect. That's what it really boils down to. And usually when they do protect them, they're light-skinned or racially ambiguous. How often do we hear Nick Cannon talk about being so pro-Black where he, out of all of the babies that this man has, it has not been with a optically Black woman? Not not one time. Because if everybody is very racially ambiguous, but then he'll go ahead and preach over and over and over about um, black love and 
uh, Black legacy. And I'm like, you're not, who are you passing on the money to? Because none of you, you know what? It's fine. What I am also going to say is, I really feel like we are in a space um, where we're just kind of hurling mud at each other whenever we say we have an issue, especially when it comes to talking to our parents or it comes to talking to, uh, honestly, a lot of the outside world in general, sometimes just straight people, um, <laughs> to, to be real. Because remember, even us being queer, they literally are just like, oh, well, you're just confused. Or better yet, that was a choice you made. Just like my choice for depression. Um, but that was, <laughs> but that was a choice that you made. Um, and I feel like because so many people are confused about mental health in general, we're just walking into ignorance on a regular basis. And what's worse is we don't have enough sources combating all of the ignorance. Mm. I feel like that's one of the biggest issues that we have. We don't have enough. And, and when we do have um, somebody out there who's going to talk about uh, mental health and things of that nature. A lot of the times the church is incorporated. If, if it, it's in, a lot of times it's incorporated. And what a lot of people don't realize is that not all black people are Christian. So you can't. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Please repeat that. <laughs> all black people aren't Christian. Because goddamn, unfortunately, you know, I live in the Bible Belt states now. Like once I moved from Jamaica, we decided to move to the South for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Tell me the most common question down here is what what church do you go to? And then when I say, well, you know, I don't go to church, it's like, oh my God, you would have thought I would have killed somebody the way they react over that shit. You you listen, and guess what's gonna happen when we finally get those um satanic temple t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, never mind. You're not in a good space. Don't do that. I don't want you to die. Never mind. Never mind. It's like, why do we, like, I get it, but it's like, stop thinking that everybody, Black folks are Christian. Yes, most of us are because of colonization, but. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, but that's real. That's real. Most of us are because of colonization. Like myself who studies African spirituality, what religion do you actually think I grew up in though? That's not what I grew up in. I had to go searching for that shit. I grew up in the church like most Black people did. But a lot of adult Black people are not Christian. And what's worse is, is that when that person is having an issue, you tell them, I, go pray about it. How does that help them? Okay, well, if that's the case, why don't we pray to end white supremacy? Because that is playing a huge part in our mental health as Black folks. But once again, okay. if that and churches were doing and working like that, organizations like Black Lives Matter wouldn't feel the need to exist. Listen, if all of what they said was true, we wouldn't have had slavery in the first fucking place. Okay, like, I'm not, like, doing that shit no more. I'm tired of hoping and praying, hoping y'all miss me with that Obama, oh, just keep hoping and praying, and I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, hope for change, wait for change. N no, we're just going to change shit. And, and I'm not going to be doing this long suffering because, again, when it comes to black mental health, I, we can't help but talk about religion because that is what they tell us to go to when because therapy is white people shit. At least, like I said, now it's a lot better. But I was born in 87. Because let me tell you something, <laughs> when, Trump, when Trump got elected, 
tell me why I saw so many people tweeting, black folks tweeting, it's okay, God got us, and we just got to keep praying. I said, okay, yeah, you keep doing that, and that's why Trump is in office now. <laughs> <laughs> you see how the and contradictions... <laughs> on a, and on a regular basis, and on a regular basis, and it doesn't help us. We, it's like every day that we do this, we are literally voting against our own self-interest every single day. But we decide that, like, I'm so glad that I'm in therapy. And the reaction that I get from, uh, from um, at least a good majority of Black people that I've told that I'm in therapy, it's always like, oh, whoa, what happened? Um, and to be real, a lot of shit. But <laughs> you shouldn't have to have a lot of shit happen to you to want to go to therapy. I feel like a lot of people who just don't know themselves, like think about something as simple as just not knowing your major, not knowing what you want to do, what you want to be like something, just something that's simple to be able to talk out with somebody. That's not a bad thing. That's not wrong. We don't always have to have some terrible crisis happen before anybody considers therapy. Why does the marriage have to be crumbling before we decide counseling is a thing we should do? Why wasn't counseling because, something that we should do when we decided we were going to get serious? Why not? Well, as humans, we have a natural, naturally, we, we instead of being proactive, we re, we're very reactive. That's just mm -hmm. with everything. That's why we're in so many, girl, let me not. Okay. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen. No, but we, we, it's almost like we don't believe in preventative measures. We just wait till the shit happens. And then we're like, oh, no. Like, like that bitch with the coffee cup all those years ago, where th this was before they had the styrofoam shit that used to come around it to keep you from burning yourself. This bitch ended up with third degree burns. And then they were like, you know what? We should do something to keep that from happening. Nobody thought to themselves, maybe beforehand, because the coffee's hot. So <laughs> we are, we as a society, human nature, we are we're not preventative. We're still... This, these glaciers are melting down. Do you hear me? I want like, <laughs> what do? What fuck? Like climate, people are telling you climate change, global warming, all this stuff. We're just gonna wait till it happens. Like, you know, we're just gonna, capitalism is so important. We really don't give a fuck at this point. Bruh. And um, no, but honestly, we really are, we are always gonna wait for some shit, especially the US. Like, I think it was 35 countries that signed like a climate change bill and the US is like, no, it's my right. <laughs> we we wanna okay. watch the world burn anyway. Fuck you, Greta Thunberg. Like- <laughs> Have fun with your rights when you, when you burnt the fuck up. Bruh, but what's worse is they burning us all with them. That's the problem. Fuck, <laughs> you know. But you know what? At this point, I'm waiting for Thanos to disappear, people. And I don't even care if I'm on the side of the people that disappear. So <laughs> let me shut up. I don't care. Killmonger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Earl. So are you guys like um, just like atheists then, or what is this about, really? Oh, no. Um, well, um, Aaron is an atheist. I, um, uh, I'm very deep within like African spirituality and practicing that and stuff like that. I went back to the religion before colonization, especially for my ancestry, which is Ni Nigerian. And for most Jamaican people, yeah. it's Nigerian because that's where they took the slaves from. So to be honest, if I was to subscribe, subscribe to anything, it would be that because, again, 
before colonization. So, but no. We're talking about Black mental health and how Black people would usually use religion as like a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Like- we'll say go to church. Yeah. You could be you could be on your way dying like inside because there's no blood and shit. Listen, we'll take care of you. You bleeding, something fall off of you. Ain't nothing we won't do. But if you just sitting there and, and you don't look like you're in pain, <laughs> you know, nothing swollen. So and I pay all the bills, go talk to God. Why is that their immediate answer when these things happen is really the question. Um, Wilton Lou. Uh, why do you keep changing up stereo? Oh, the stereo app? Yeah, we saw that it changed too. Now it's like a little mouth. It's weird. I'm an atheist as well. See? There's a lot of there's a lot of black atheists, bro. Like it's not <laughs> Like, it's not something that I subscribe to just because I feel like there's something more out there. But because I'm not a Christian, I'm not going to be like, how dare you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I can't believe you don't believe in Jesus. Like, we're not going to do that here, you know? Have any of you two done your DNA like with Ancestry or anything like that? I did. I did my Ancestry. I probably should, Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, my mom was all scared because, you know, Jamaican parents and them and their paranoia. You know, that's how they get in everybody's DNA. And you just send it to them. You pay them. You pay them and you send them your, your stuff. And I'm like, bitch, they got it already. <laughs> I was born in the hospital. <laughs> so let's got it go. Um, but I did do my DNA and I am majority. I think it was something around 50% Nigerian and the uh, I'm 98 or what was it? Or 97% African, um, all, but all different types of like African countries. And then like 3% white uh, colonizer, basically, <laughs> uh. you know, <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't say want to say that I would urge everybody to get their ancestry done because part of me is a little bit conspiracy theorist too. And I'm like, what if mommy's right? Um, but I did it already. And I enjoyed the results that I got. And it made me feel like when I start traveling, now I have a list of countries that I want to go to because I want to feel spiritually connected and grounded with my ancestors. And I feel like that's going to be a beautiful journey for me to go on. I just need some coin to do that. So. We're not there yet. That's all. <laughs> um, what my I guess my question is, obviously there's there's no quick fix. What can we start to do to be able to make it normal in order to make it something that we can tap into? Because obviously reparations ain't coming for anybody but white folks, or anybody or everybody who's not black. So. A lot of us can't afford it. Like, what can we do? We can start by dealing with the stigma behind it from that Black people use. Because, again, a lot of Black folks really think that this is just a white thing or we're so used to just overcoming struggle and God got us, so we good. I think we just got to start um, doing some more research on this stuff and, like, dealing with the stigma that's behind it. We can start there. We kind of have to. 
Yeah, I feel like that would kind of be the first step is to break down the stigma because then more people would become like I finally got my mom on board to start looking for a therapist. She was born 1960, y'all. She feels like this is the epitome of weakness. Mm. Telling somebody about my blood clot problem. That she, 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 she sees it as a weakness. So I also want to give grace and to the people who are uh, especially going to therapy or at least searching out therapy now who wouldn't have even considered it before, thank you. Because you are part of the solution because you are making it normal. I'm proud of my journey. I'm so glad that I was in therapy. I, I had gone through so much in my childhood and in my adult life that when I say a bitch was just breaking down anywhere, I wasn't functioning as a human being. I felt like that was my only answer was therapy. Other, I, I, like, otherwise, I was, felt like I was like a couple days from committing myself. <laughs> so I feel like, and I just don't want people to get that desperate. You don't have to get that desperate before you get help. It, it's not necessary. Um, Wilton Luke. 97%. That's a lot of percent. <laughs> yes. What uh, country do you come from? Um, I'll definitely, um, pull up a, a pull up a list, um, because I actually do have that posted to my Instagram. I just have to scroll and find it. Um. I, I'm 87% African. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like for most um, Black people who are optically Black, <laughs> for the most part, not that, listen, the Eve gene is crazy, so let me, let, that's not all the time, okay? But um, for mo most of us are between like 80 and 90%. Question. Because there's this whole debate, with, there was this whole debate with Black folks. Is Cardi B Black, yes or no? Yes. Uh, mm, uh, <laughs> so my, fir my first... <laughs> My first knee jerk is to say yes, but she also comes from um, black countries like the Dominican Republic and Trinidad. So for so for me, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I felt like if we did her DNA, that bitch at least coming out over fifty. Uh, but but I also, huh? A lot of black people don't think she's black. I mean. Ah, damn, this is a hard one. Girl. This is a hard one. If she's not, though, why the hell is she saying nigga? But, uh, but what she call, says is she's a black woman. She has said it several times over. <laughs> <laughs> like She literally said, I am black. Now. Yeah, she was like. Is Doja Cat black? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> oh, can I say something? Um. The first thing that I thought of when I thought of Doja Cat was I thought of her remarks in those chat rooms wanting white men to call her nigger. So all I'm going to say is I'm not going to claim her is all I'm going to say. Because you went to, you went, you're gone. Yeah, <laughs> you're gone, child. You can, uh, if there's a voice note, you can go ahead and play. I'm going to scroll and see if I can. I'll, I'll tell you what you can do. Take action on the information that's already out there by people who's already doing it. It's simple. It's simple. Your mindset, your mind is your greatest asset. And if it's unhealthy and poisonous at the end of the day, your life is going to be a reflection of it.
There's too much information flowing around. It's not a black thing. White people suffer from the same thing. Asians suffer from the same thing. Indian. It doesn't matter. If you're a human, most people come up, a lot of people come up in toxic environments, hazardous environments. Right? They come up in very dark environments. Even people that we look today that may have the nice car doesn't mean that they don't they don't need mentally help. I realize I realize at the end of the day, an unhealthy mind, guess what, has no respect to person. Doesn't care about you being a doctor or being a on the street. So take action on the information that we see around us. The people who have experienced this. Just that simple. And one of the one of the key ingredients to really starting to become healthy from the things that are locked inside of you, and this is where it gets hard for a lot of people, regardless of your ethnicity, is you being brutally honest with yourself. See, I tell people all day long, when you go to a therapist, a good friend of mine in Birmingham, Alabama, he runs his own practice. And this is what we talk about a lot. He said, you know what? <clears throat> um, people think that I'm a magician. I'm not. I can't help you if you don't help me. And the way that you help me is be honest. He said, then I can actually. Then my gift can kick in. Then my experience, my professionalism kick in. So the key to starting the process to you becoming healthy mentally when you start to see these people is to realize they are not magicians. You're going to have to be honest with yourself. Be honest enough to start. Absolutely. I'm 40% Nigerian, 21% Cameroon, Congo, and Western Bantu peoples, 11% Mali, 9% Ivory Coast and Ghana, 5% Benin and Togo, and 1% Senegal. Nice. Doja Cat's um, father is supposed to be, I believe, South African. He is mm -hmm. black. It's Cardi B black. Hell yeah, she black. She from where I'm from. She from the boogie down. <laughs> See, people think she's not black now because she's got this high profile status and she's a multi-millionaire. If you know anything mm. about the Bronx, which most of you probably don't know, but anyway, at the end of the day, blacks, Dominicans are black. That's They're the closest to black than the other, than the other, uh, like Puerto Rican, but Puerto Ricans are there too. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like Cubans, nah, but they black. You know what I'm saying? If you look at it from its core. Yeah. But in New York City, Dominicans and blacks roll together. And the only difference is a the culture. They got a Spanish culture. That's the only difference. You know what I'm saying? But in the Bronx, man, Dominicans and blacks roll. She was a part of she hung out amongst she hung out with traditional blacks more than she did the Dominicans. But that's just how, you know, the culture of the Bronx is, so so what I um what so what I so how I feel about that is first and foremost 100% right um a lot of dominicans are black but there's white dominicans too and there's still some black dominicans who will go ahead and say nigga and never claim that they themselves are black looking just like me so even though I think they're black I feel like you got to feel like you black for me to include you <laughs> <laughs> like and so so I feel like that that could get a little hairy right there because a lot of them I know black Dominicans exist in the Bronx. <laughs> um so but no that's very true. I mean think about it. It's like 
slavery, transatlantic slavery, like we're, a lot of us were just in different countries. The difference between us is a boat stop, Jamaica, Trinidad, um, uh, Puerto Rico, Haiti, um, <laughs> the Dominican Republic, which shares a fucking land, you know, like the, the fact that they're fighting the fuck. And, and there's a lot of racial tension that still is between those communities. Hardcore, especially those of them that don't want to claim that they're niggas, but want to say nigga. Mm. One of my biggest pet peeves. Um, but also, um, just to go ahead and name off what I am um, for my genealogy, I am, not, oh, sorry, I said 97. I'm 94% African, my bad. It's 53% Nigerian, 15% Mali, 12% uh, Cameroon, Congo, and Southern Bantu peoples. 11% Benin and Togo, um, and 3% Ghana. I'm interested now. Is it free or you have to pay for it? Child, is it free? You think it's free? Bye. Um, <laughs> no, they ain't they gonna make us pay for everything. Just to know about ourselves, who, who got stolen. It's okay. Um, <laughs> No, what you would go, like, I did Ancestry.com, and I just waited for, like, their Father's Day sale, and it was, like, 60 bucks. But usually it's over $100. There's also 23 and Me, and that one's a lot more reasonable. I think that one was, like, 50 Okay, because it's given very much that, because, girl, $100. <laughs> over $100. Usually, yes. If you look up on the website right now, it's probably going to be over $100 right now, straight up. Okay, so let's go ahead and um, switch gears a little bit so that we can go on to the next topic. Hopefully, I don't make everybody upset, but you know what? That may be what happens. Um, do you want to play? Is there any voice notes that came in you want to play before we start? Yeah, you can play them. I'm changing them. Oh, okay. No problem. One second. Blaine. Oh, I'm sorry. Wilton. With Cardi B... Um... Well, a lot of people who are like Puerto Rican, Cuban, and all that, some of them might say they're black or they're mentioning black heritage, but some will probably say they're not black. So I guess it depends on your viewpoint. I believe you have African heritage. You will be considered. No, there's a lot of them that, like I said, there's a lot of them that look like me. And will say that they are not black. It's crazy. And I and I am on Afro Latin TikTok. So a lot of times, apparently, interpersonally, they'll always tell their children to marry lighter so that they can clean the race. That's literally how they put it. Like better breeding stock. <laughs> okay. Um, flame. I just wanted to say I really appreciate the title because I despise how mental health is so stigmatized in mm. the black community. And I think it's because we just historically have had a lack of access and resources in the past. And now that we have more access and resources, I feel like we should also put like that sort of focus on black practitioners, black psychiatrists and black therapists, because, you know, as a person who's been dealing like with mental health issues since I was like 16, I've dealt with very like racist and dismissive dismissive practitioners and I just got my first like white not white 
black therapist, a black female therapist um, last year. And she's helped me immensely and pointed me in like different directions of how to like go about my mental health um, specific issues. But yeah, we need more black practitioners. For real. Please a shout out to all of the um, all of the black um, therapists out there. I actually knew um, a Haitian girl who was actually a sex therapist. She owned her own house. I was living on her motherfucking property, bitch. And um, when I say that it was so dope just to see someone that looked like me that was out there helping people with specifically sexual issues within the black community that they're never gonna talk about. That made me, that gave me some kind of, you know, that hurt. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get to interracial relationships. Jesus. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm going to tell you me personal. This is how I feel personally. This is on, on nobody else but me. Me personally, I have dated outside my race before. And I choose not to do it now. I choose not to do it now because a lot of the issues that I found within it was a lot of fetishization. I found um, a lot of the microaggressions that um, I would go through. I would go through it at work and then I would go through it at home. I would go ahead and come home with like knowing that these motherfuckers are being racist at work. And when I say he would come to bat for them, it it was it was very mentally traumatic for me like cuz it was just almost like my childhood all over again not being heard not being heard being dismissed being you know being shut out um and to be honest there were some even some scary situations that i had um especially when it came to those white counterparts families so for me personally i have decided not to but I will uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say um, a lot of the reasons why I don't is the same things that because, again, it's even in as in the queer community, black men or just black men in general, white women and white gays, a lot of them fetishize black men, black men. And hell, even in the porn industry, for example, it's like, oh, I want to be with a thug or BBC or this and that or you're supposed to be aggressive. I'm not looking for that. That's why I usually side eye if a white guy tries to ask me out. So I'm like, what are your intentions? Especially if um, they say things like, oh, well, I just want to try black or I just never been with a black guy. It's like, I'm not your fucking experiment. That's I not. I want to try black. <laughs> yes, these things are being said. Um, <laughs> I'm not, it's not giving um, Sam's Club samples over here, baby. You're not. No, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and just, again, the constant microaggressions. I will, now, I prefer black men. If I do end up with a white one, okay. But I, I really don't think that's going to happen, especially where I'm located. So. <laughs> um, but I, and you know what else? I will say that I'm. I want to, the reason why we wanted to talk about this topic is because I want to point out that there are very different reasons that Black men and Black women get into interracial relationships. Absolutely. A lot, and, and I also want you to notice that it's a lot of very dark-skinned Black women 
who are with white men. Um, and I also want to point out that within the community, dark-skinned Black men are it. Dark-skinned Black men are it. Everybody looking for a tall piece of job. That's what, uh, listen, let's be, let's be real. Yeah. And, but when know. we switch to women, dark-skinned Black women are nowhere near as desired as dark-skinned Black men. And that's just the fucking truth. And that is because we can't talk about this without uh, bringing up colorism. We equate when you talk when we talk about colorism. If you are dark skin, that automatically equates to you being aggressive, assertive, super more masculine, masculine dominant. If, if you are a Serena Williams, if you are a black woman who dark skin, oh, this already like it's a wrap. They're not gonna pay you no attention. And we got Serena Williams, we got Meg the Stallion, who isn't even dark. Like we just have anybody who is like a, an absolutely optically black woman. Cause it's not even, cause a lot of times when it comes to the women, they're not even as, they're not even like as dark skin. Like, the, like they're not from Sudan. Like, <laughs> like they're not as anywhere near as dark skin. But remember dark skin and black men, that is something that's attractive. Cause that means they're dominant They're alphas Ugh, sorry i hate even saying that shit um but i you know they're all of these things but we but remember it's we can't take those same adjectives and put it over to black women and then still be attractive so these those black women went to those who actually found them attractive and um, go ahead how we another reason how we know that is dark skin is equated to super, being super masculine and aggressive. How often do we hear, because I hear it from black men all the time, misgendering cishet dark skin black women like, oh, that's like a nigga. Oh, she like a man. She got a mustache. She, why her shoulders so broad? Oftentimes, dark skin black women get misgendered. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, because well, before colonization, black people didn't have a gender, but that's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I know it's like the double standard is ridiculous. Black men Dark skinned black men only go for like light skinned women or like white women or racially ambiguous, but black women will go for white men because nobody else in the community wants them. Uh, and 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 I'm being completely honest when I when I say this as somebody who I guess they would consider as medium toned. I was told by a black a black man. This was a black man told me if you were any darker, I don't think you would have made the cut. <sighs> what? This, and when I say this black man was telling me that to my face. But how dare you though? Because you're a woman, you're not supposed to be dark skinned. How dare you not have control over that? But that's what I, uh, but this is what happens when we only uphold one certain standard of beauty to the point where we have our own people looking at us like, mm, that's not, that's not, that's not what I want. And and a lot of them are black men because we already know the statistic, black women are the least likely to date outside their race. Least, least, <laughs> I wanna put that out there. Like when I saw Gabourey Sidibe who played Precious, right? And she was engaged to a uh, white man and in her comments, they were like, oh, I see how you do, you get some money and that's what you, and I'm just like, my nigga, you was not trying to be in Gabourey Sidibe's DMs. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, and I would see it constantly. 
and I don't see it often. And even in those insults, they are reaffirming how dark she is, how um that how ugly they think that she is, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yes, that's why she should want to be with 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 y'all, right? Because of all the love that she gets from y'all. As black people, I really want us to stop using the word ugly towards. Uh, oftentimes, when we call black, usually black men, especially when we call them that word ugly. I say, well, okay, well, what makes them ugly? Like people are like, oh, Jay Z's ugly. I say, okay, well, what makes Jay Z ugly? Well, he got big nose and he got big lips. Again, attacking his African features, featureism. Bruh. That's not like I don't. And let me like, call out word. my own toxicity, especially because you had to bring up Jay Z. Oh, I used to be a toxic bitch. I would say that nigga was a camel. I would say he looked like a pack of cigarettes. Like when I say I was terrible, I remember I used to say it looked like that man's late face was lit on fire and put out with an axe. I was a terrible human being. Not a camel bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking terrible. And then what's worse is this is how you know that your mindset absolutely changes as you decide to decolonize your mind. I started to really, because um, somebody asked me the same question, the same question that you asked somebody else. What makes him ugly? And I would say, well, you know, them big ass lips. They're just like oversized. Like, and I remember that person turned to me and be like, like yours? And I was like, oh. And in that moment, I realized there was a lot of things about myself that I didn't like, that I was projecting onto someone just because their features were just a little bit bigger than mine. Oh, so let me go ahead and jump on that. Because it made me feel good. Do you know how fucked up that is to admit on air? I'm just being real. <laughs> I'm just being real because I have to call out myself. I Because even when it came to my own preference to dating Black women, in the beginning, I wasn't dating Black women. I was dating a lot of Hispanic women. Honestly. And I remember somebody, and I can't remember who it was, sat down and asked me why. And I got so defensive. I was like, well, love is love and I don't understand why you're attacking me. She's like, I'm not attacking you. I'm just asking you a question. And I was like, <laughs> I was like no, yo, when I say all of the things that came out, but it was the same with my biphobia. I had to realize why I felt like feminine men was so unattractive or disgusting to me. Like I had to, like, why? And I didn't want to delve deep. I wanted to pretend it was just preference. People I wanted, and that, and that was me pretending. I was being a biphobic, a racist, bigoted bitch that wanted to hide behind preference. So people when I hear that. a lot of people say, oh, I'm not going to date outside my race because, or, I, I say, or I'm not gonna date within my race, especially black men. I'm not going to date, um, in, uh, date other uh, optically black women because that's just not my preference. I will always call bullshit because especially, I was you. Especially if every single partner <laughs> looks the same, that's not preference. That's not what preference Bruh. means. <laughs> I prefer apple juice over orange juice. If I don't drink orange juice at all because I don't like it, I just don't fucking like it. And that, that's what it's it not. Is. 
preference means, okay, I drink apple juice more than orange juice. Mm -hmm. But to say that I don't drink orange juice at all and say that that's my preference. No, that's not preference. You just don't fucking like it. And on top of that, when usually when you ask black men why they don't date black women, they don't say, oh, well, because my partner is just so amazing and they've been down with me from the beginning. You know what they say? Black women are loud. Black women are dramatic. Black women are ghetto. Black women are aggressive. Black women are masculine. That's what they say. They don't say, oh, my goodness, my Hispanic goddess just gives me everything. No, they shit on black women first. Meanwhile, they can be all of those things themselves, calling them these things. Exactly. Exactly. And it is, um, and it's just really unfortunate because I feel like we have so many beautiful features. Like we will look at, like I have, you know, you're in a class of, of black people looking at pictures of people in Africa, a lot of times, sadly, they aren't able to see the beauty in the, in those people, which you know what that means? They're not able to see the beauty in themselves. Literally that's have, what like, it really boils down to literally have black celebrities like getting their nose done and trying to you know look eurocentric yeah and i, I and you know what and it really sucks that i i, I had like i said i had to do a whole lot of soul searching to realize i wasn't as good of a person as i thought i was and hiding behind preference was making me believe that I was just this good person and other people just couldn't see it. Mm. Bro. Now, and I also want to say, at its core, there's nothing wrong with interracial relationships. It's not something that I am against. It really isn't. I feel like the issue lies in some of the toxic reasoning behind it. Because a lot, because there are genuine interracial relationships out there where they weren't coming in trying to, um, like, well, I don't want to have um, dark skinned black kids, um, so I got to give them a better shot. By the way, I don't know why white women think that that would ever think that's okay to get with. That's why you want me, but that's another story. Um, but a lot of time, a lot like a lot of times the reasonings behind interracial relationships can be very fucked up. And the reason why I know is because those biracial children grew up and they're talking. They're talking about how, uh, especially the difference between the black, uh, the um, biracial kids who had black moms versus white moms. Oh my goodness. The, 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 um, the difference is so freaking staggering. And a lot of the, and a lot of the biracial kids who have black dads, will say a lot of their blackness has been erased because their father was trying to assimilate. Like they would go ahead and get into black things as they got older, like, you know, doing my hair this way. I don't wanna, I wanna keep my hair natural. And I remember this girl saying, my father was so upset. He was like, comb your hair and look like a person. Her black father. Like, let's be, this is how I know we're not getting, a lot of us are not getting into interracial relationships for all of the right reasons. Because those kids are talking and they're being honest. I no longer, I don't use the term nappy and shit. Like, bitch, my hair grows the way it fucking grows. I'm black. I'm not finna perm it. I'm not finna make it straight to, to make white folks feel comfortable. I'm not finna cut my dread. I ain't doing none of that. Bro, when I was seeing, like, just biracial kids getting into sports, and like, oh, they need you to cut their hair. And when I would say the parents would be on board, like, yes, you have to cut it. 
What? To make who feel like I don't understand that shit. And then they love to say, well, you know, it's just not professional when we know that professionalism comes from white supremacy. Bruh, I'm saying. Who, who are we trying to look good for? And let's not even get into the history of black hair where they made us cover it at first because they were jealous of the way that it looked. We're like, we're not even going to go into the historical context of that. But we have to um, realize that a lot of people in interracial relationships sometimes not getting in them for the right reasons. And I know a lot, I also know because in my inbox, when white guys try to get at me, the first thing they say is, oh, I've never had chocolate before. Oh, I love a big juicy booty. I would love, and I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, this, this is why I- fucking <laughs> weird. Wait, I just get straight to the point. What do you want? And then they'll say, well, I've never been with a black guy before. Next, moving on. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm not your lap rat. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to be another notch on your belt just so you can be like, oh, I tried a black girl once. Like, I don't want to be your reason for um, fodder at the campfire when you leave here. Like, I'm not, like, this is not, you know, And then that's not what I want. They already assume that since I'm black and dark skin that I'm a top. So it's like, girl, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> oh, my and God. So I, that, it, like, penetrating. I really don't even have it, of course, like that when I do have sex. Bro, but but think about the, about the intersectionality of it all when it comes to interracial relationships and all of the similarities. Like it's it's really crazy to me how it's like I know for a fact that a lot of the white men in my inbox are just trying to try something new. And I don't want to be there something new because it makes me feel like a fucking object. Honestly. And 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 black men can make me feel like an object too. Just not in reference to my race. So for that's the, one of the reasons that I don't date outside my race is because that's one less thing that I would have to deal with. Having to explain who I am, having to pull a pedestal out of my ass to stand up on um, or a soapbox or whatever to explain the issues that I go through on a regular basis. That is tiresome. I feel like if I was ever going to date somebody that was outside of my race, I wouldn't, I'm not doing any of this emotional labor when it comes to race. And I, and I don't know a whole lot of white people where you wouldn't have to do some kind of emotional labor. <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done teaching um, white folks about a system that they benefit from. I'm not doing that. They need to do that themselves. Thank you. Just like it's not up to women to break down patriarchy, just like that is for men to do, just like it is for white people to break down systemic racism, it is not for us to do. The victim should not be doing the work. Sorry. Um, We got uh, Wilton. Maybe it's me, but I never really thought too much about Jay-Z, but he kind of cute. He has some nice juicy big lips. I think that now, but when he got with Beyonce and because Beyonce was so pretty, it was like, why was I outraged? Like, yo, I don't like, this is how deep the indoctrination goes. And just so you know, I'm so fucking ashamed. <laughs> well, colorism strong too. I was saying the same stuff. I hear that a lot in the black community where people keep talking about the size of someone's lips, mm-hmm. big lips, big nose. Like, to me, I like it. It's beautiful because it's beautiful. 
I need to have something that, like, if I'm kissing you, I'm not trying to kiss no damn scissor blade lips. You need to have some lips. But, <laughs> like, okay, I'm not going to be kissing teeth. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, the word, you instead of saying nappy, if you use uh, tightly curled, tightly curled. Or, yeah, tightly coiled. Yeah, tightly coiled and stuff like that. I just call it my curls at this point. Calvin, good morning. Hey, cheers to the audience. He's down. He's invited to the Oh damn! I didn't hear. I didn't hear a goddamn thing. Hold on, me next. Hey, driving home from Florida back to Jersey, somewhere in like Virginia. Aaron messaged me telling me I gotta come in and so I have to go dig and find my headphones while I'm driving. So here I am. Well, thank you for doing all that work, boo. Don't don't hurt yourself, okay? Get drive safe. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, well, there's some videos that I, I did want to go ahead and um, that did want to play on it. And then we are going to move on to the next subject because that's going to be another one. Um, but yeah, I just want to play some um, videos for you guys. And things will go so Submissive, much. You lost I, don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's no, women in our community are not. That, the minute we step outside of our race, those women are submissive. As black right. women can be submissive. Let the black man step to up a, to, and, the and black man, to a white man. That can be submissive. No, black man, a Spanish man. No, that's not true. Other black man. That's not true. You're if not you're doing submissive. everything that you need to do as oh, a man, it shouldn't matter but your you, color. But if you go outside your race, submission is immediate. Mm -hmm. When you go to a black woman, like you said, oh, if you doing this, if you doing that, if you doing that, you doing that, then I'm submissive. Then I can flip the switch. Women will be so so we're gonna play the next clip. We're, I'm, I'm gonna keep this very short and very sweet. The obsession with being submissive from the black woman specifically, because I see a lot of y'all niggas is very whipped in y'all interracial relationships. So I want you to shut the fuck up about that. It's a lie. Cause those bitches aren't bending anytime you want to either. You just prefer them. The anger doesn't look as angry on them for some reason. Um. No, no, honestly, that's just that, that, that's just how I feel. And I also just need this obsession with being submissive to go the fuck away. It is slavery tease. It's giving 1862. I don't want to do it anymore. Y'all need to put the shit away. You can play the next video. Let's talk about the freedom and autonomy that you all take from Black women when you say that a white partner is colonizing us. You are subscribing to a misogynistic mindset that the most valuable resource that a Black woman has to the Black community is her womb. The word divesting particularly bothers me because it's saying that a Black woman's refusal to reproduce with a Black man is depriving him of something he is owed. Furthermore, it infantilizes the Black woman, assuming that she cannot make decisions without the presence of a Black man. The white man she believes that she is in love with is merely holding her captive. It is becoming increasingly apparent that a lot of Black men only desire Black women as a means to the political agenda of pro-Blackness. They project this idea onto all couples, assuming that the white man can only see a Black woman as a fetish, considering he has nothing to gain politically, and the Black woman must be trying to gain something politically from the white man. Because dating for love is just... Unfathomable, huh? So I wanted to make sure that I got the perspective 
of Black women in interracial relationships because uh, that's not something that I do. So I wanted to be able to get that perspective. And I found myself completely and totally agreeing, especially when dark-skinned Black women are not even looked at as attractive by Black men. And then you have the audacity when we decide to date outside of our race to say that we are being colonized um, or that we are bed wenches or what, have, or what have you in that way. And it's almost the same way like you know how like for um, queer people, we're constantly being told like, um, you're a piece of shit, you're, I can't believe that you're never gonna go to heaven, so on and so forth. And then we get older and they're like, why don't you call? Right. Like, do you remember what happened? And for black women, they're like, black men have really treated me in a fucked up way. I've had traumatic relationships with black men and I didn't feel valued in those relationships. So I decided to do something different. And a lot of times that's really what it is, especially when black men will be so vehement in their hatred for us. Mm -hmm. Don't, I don't like, that's why I don't begrudge that. See, I used to, I did used to. I'd be like, I don't understand. You just may not love yourself. You just don't like yourself. I don't know what it is. And then you actually start talking to those women who are in those interracial relationships and start actually dissecting their relationships with Black men. Mm. And remember, we are still, I need y'all to remember this, still the least likely, statistically, look it up, to date outside our race. Still. Still. This isn't like, oh, in the past, and now we're doing it with abandon. Guess who is the most likely to date outside? Oh. Girl. <laughs> Damn. I'm, you know what? Walking contradiction. <sighs> Rainmaker. So I'm part of what I guess you would consider an interracial inter relationship. My wife is white and I'm First Nation. I'm a native person up here in Canada. Um, if I was to, you know, go on to my reservation and uh you know find somebody that uh so you know so to speak keep the uh the line pure um i'm related to everybody on that reservation they're all my cousins so uh there there used to be a saying on, on uh, my reserve that there's no cousins after dark yeah i'm not into Ooh. that um i've gone to family reunions and outings and had powwows with these people i'm definitely not going into that and uh, I've had cousins that have had uh, you know birth defects their children have been born with you know their heart inside of their body and they've had various other issues out you know oh, I'm just not oh, into that oh. well, well I okay that's very understandable Rainmaker I don't you shouldn't have to couple with your cousins oh my god <laughs> I just yo when I said I was not ready for anything that that man just said I wasn't ready. I was like, powwows after dark, what the fuck are we talking? Okay. But I will but I will say I do have sadly I don't have very few indigenous friends. Um, but the ones that I do know do want to also date native people, but they're so far, but they're far removed um from their from their culture where they're still like it's kind of like for um 
for me where I'm trying to figure out where I am from like ancestrally they're they still they don't know what tribe they don't know what language so they would they want to marry into it to be able to further on the line so I I understand so I understand that aspect but I feel like you know when y'all related you know I can understand like find another tribe there's got to be another tribe <laughs> for you to go to <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, that took me the fuck out. Y'all, y'all just saying it. Calvin. <laughs> Didn't realize how uh, low the, the speakers are, so I had to speak up. I said, Drew is in the audience, and you don't have to explain to him. He's invited to the cookout. Oh. <laughs> so I do want to go ahead and. I do want to go ahead and make sure that. We all understand this is not um, a segment where we are trying to bash interracial relationships. We are trying to dissect them. And I think it's very important that we do, um, especially when Black women are looked at so negatively when they do it. Whereas when Black men do it, that's just, you know. Almost, almost like to be expected when Black men do it at this point. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I live in Colorado. Almost, when I say, almost every Black man, um, save for two, um, who, by the way, who just didn't have children, um, that I dated here, they all had a biracial child with a white woman. Girl, you should go to uh, Hollywood. Jesus. Girl. Every single last one of them, which I didn't initially have, like, any problem with. But then, you know, you start talking to them, and you're just like, oh... Okay, this is why. Understandable. You have a good day, sir. Um, because a lot of them come out conservative. I, I I had like a one who was like, you know what? I really actually I voted for Trump, but I just didn't realize that he was gonna. I was like, wait, you said what? This is why you're with white women. Okay, no, no. Do you think? I, I, um. <laughs> Can we talk about it and how I want I want black people to realize that the Democrats ain't for you. Neither party mm. is for you. This two party system was not made for black folks. I need y'all to um get that. Oh, if I just keep voting Democrat, that's gonna help the black folks. I promise you, these establishment Dems don't give a fuck about you. Oh, a hundred percent. And they and they really never have. Neither party, which, by the way, I don't know how we're supposed to be the United States of America, and they split it into a two-party country. Like I was just like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but whatever. Um, but I also noticed that, remember, a lot of Black people are very, very, very fucking conservative. They only vote Democrat because of racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At at the end of the day, and and because the few socialist programs that Democrats are like, oh, here's your crumbs. Um, that's basically the only reason that Black people continue to vote Democrat. But if the Republicans all of a sudden weren't as fucking crazy, racist, xenophobic the way that they are, Black people would be Republican. A lot of Black people, because remember, most of us are Christians, they don't believe in abortion. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. They they uh, um like they they believe a lot of the same conservative ideals that Republicans do, um, but they only vote Democrat because that's in their better self interest. They think, um, 
what's that uh what's that gospel singer name uh tisha campbell uh, <laughs> she uh voted, um she said one of the mary mary girls i don't know she said that she wanted to vote for trump because of christian ideal ideals i said if, girl if you think that donald trump is a christian you're 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 too far gone i'm sorry if you think that joe biden is a christian oh god these politicians are so full of shit i'm like <laughs> but and even when she said that i was like the grabber by the pussy guy is the is the that's the christian oh 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 okay um it was and it's it's a really um almost a really fucked up journey to go down on when you start listening to people's ideals because they will vote one way but they can absolutely, feel, they just feel like, oh, well, this is just the most important issue, the whole racism thing. So that's why I'm going to continue to vote Democrat. But if it wasn't that way, because <laughs> we I pretend want... a lot of our Christian um, relatives are a lot better than some of those crazy people um, who are saying no vaccines. They're just, they're just working. They don't have time to protest. They feel the exact same way. It's like, was so used to just okay either you want someone to spit on your face republicans or you want someone to spit in your food and not know Damn. about it and black people are like you know what? i'm just gonna take the spit in my food it's like girl it's still spit i don't want spit period <laughs> why expand your mind like you really think like <sighs> but this is the thing this is the process this, this is the uh system that we have adopted how like there's i feel like first of all the only way for us to um adopt another one is for the whole world to crumble and for people to literally start from scratch <laughs> like i said I, I feel we're gonna be the end of us the human race is gonna extinct themselves listen we we've been doing like we it's like we've been trying to commit suicide over a small period of time we're like oh but not just me the whole human race i want us all to be gone um like I said, there's like 35 countries that signed up for um, a climate change uh, bill to be able to start, you know, <laughs> reversing some of the damage that we've done. And America's just like, it's my right to say no. And you're just like, but for the earth, you don't want, you don't want trees? I want trees. Like, <laughs> like bees are dying. Like, all this shit is going on. Let and it's so you, funny because... Last summer or last spring was the lowest po population when it came to like bees, and I barely, I barely saw any bees. And girls, I want, I wonder how many bees we're gonna see this coming spring. I've, I've, I've been in Colorado for about going on five years, and I think I've seen three bees. Damn. Damn. Yeah, we're all gonna fucking die, guys. <laughs> Earth is ghetto. I wanna leave. Like, you know, for real. <laughs> I, I seriously, because of, these are the things that keep me up at night. Like, we are really fucked. I really don't, I, I don't think people understand. I give us probably, what, 75 more years, if that. Bro, did you hear that Russia is invading Ukraine? Yo, this is what happens when you don't watch the news on a regular basis. I turn this motherfucker on, and I'm just like, nigga, is that war? <laughs> like, and and uh, Putin, like, yo, and I don't know all of the details, and I'm gonna read and find out. Unfortunately, 
but I'm so scared for us guys. Like, like, I really feel like, I hope, I, I hope everybody in this, um, who's listening now has seen Don't Look Up. This is where we're headed. There's, there, there's, this, this, it's where we're at it. Um, we can't agree on anything. We tell scientists to go fuck themselves. Um, we don't care about uh, redlining and housing discrimination and systemic racism and all of these things just for equal rights and shit. We're just like, man, if you were gonna ask, you should have asked earlier. Oh, you asked earlier, I was busy. Let me tell you something. Either we're all gonna be, we're all gonna fucking die or <laughs> the people, the poor, the uh, working class people, poor folks, or gonna fucking uprise. Something's gonna I have dreams about this shit all the time. I'm telling you, people are tired. They're tired of being exploited, they're tired of being fucked over. People are going to fuck some shit up. Cause I know women are sick of it, minorities are sick of it, queer people are sick of it. Like well, and homeless folks are tired of being told that what well, you chose to be homeless. They're tired of it all. They're tired of being chose to be homeless. Homeless homeless now being illegal now in some places in the country you can't even be homeless <laughs> how dare you eat yeah. trash? <clears throat> literally on benches in denver there are pi- spikes that they screw onto the benches at night so that homeless people can't lay down <sighs> and then have uh, the nerve have the nerve to say well you're loitering. That's a fee. This why are you charging fees to homeless people? You know why? Because um, of the Thirteenth Amendment. Because remember, the Thirteenth Amendment said, uh, abolished slavery except for in prisons. They need more slaves. <laughs> like I, I have dreams about this shit. Something's going to happen. <laughs> people, people at the, the the bottom are going to fuck some shit up. That people are tired. We're tired of getting crumbs. And saying that it's a fucking feast. No. No, it's not a feast. It's still bullshit. Like, I mean, even th- thinking of just slavery, where we would always get the worst pieces and all of a sudden turn um, it into a beautiful, beautiful meal that we could all sit down and eat. And I want to get people to the point where I shouldn't have to continue to turn shit into magic. I know that's something that we overcame. That's in our DNA. That's one of the most powerful things about us, being given the worst and still coming out best. I I love that about Black people. But let's be real. Let's be real. All of this long suffering to get where we got to go is fucking unnecessary. And at this point, it's it's a choice. It's a choice that we're making. Um, Like, Jesus. And even when we talk about the two-party system, like both of them don't like socialists. They're like, oh, socialists. So even when you're a democratic socialist, they're still looking at you like you're something evil. Even it's, and it's, it, the stigma on that has gotten so bad to where motherfuckers really think that Joe Biden is a socialist. If you're a Democrat, you're just going to be called a socialist from the other side. Joe Biden is pretty far right, in my opinion. Bro, him and uh, 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 Kamala Harris. The, yo, Kamala Harris used to literally lock up black people for weed charges. Top cop. They nicknamed that bitch top cop while she was DA. That's real. Look it up. You're so quick to turn on a black woman. That's why we can't Shut get up. no representation. And the fact that she's putting this power for the white folks. Why can't you just be yo. that? And, and just to pose another question. 
how healthy is representation if you are picking the worst type of people? You are in the government. If you're part of government, which is an imperialist, we are an imperialist oligarchy. Representation don't mean shit if you're up there, to be honest. It really doesn't. Everything is already set in stone. The changes that that there are, the changes that we can make, honestly, is if we we literally need to be voting in every single election. Because Kim Potter was elected. That bitch got two, 16 months, 16 months in jail for killing Duante Wright. That bitch cried on the stage with no motherfucking tears while she says this big rascal yellow fucking thing is something that she thought was a gun. After 25 blood clot years of a motherfucking force. It's a mess. I'm, I'm not surprised though, because white is going to white. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's a mess. Um, I'm not And then what's crazy is you have, I know niggas that are in prison for way longer just for having some marijuana. So while white people who own dispensaries are able to make millions, billions, fuck millions, billions. And while, uh, and, and, and now black people have gone from uh, selling on the street to going to these white people to go get jobs. <laughs> Instead of, and, and to open your own dispensary, because that's always been something that I've always wanted to do. When I say the millions of dollars that you need just to start up, that's why a lot of these people are like family owned. This is like, um, uh, they, they got long money is how they fucking started. Like, you know, I'm the, the rocked out teenager and then I turned into an adult. Now I bought a dispensary. Look what I did. While black people are still going to jail for it and four years. People are still in jail for long term for um, weed fucking charges. Uh, let's take a look at the messages. Wilton. What I think is that we as black people, we're not going to get the rights that we want and we should actually get. The only way we're going to have our own thing and not have to worry is pretty much have our own country, our own territory. With no outside influence, meaning the white people. Um, white people, bigoted people. Um, you got like you can't come. <laughs> or, but honestly, it can it needs to really be a country full of people who are, um, not trying to oppress the other one. And I figure out I, we also have to figure out how we're even going to figure out who those people even are sometimes because we are still within our own community really oppressing each other. You got pro-black people who are not really pro-black because they look at a black gay man and be like, you're destroying black people by existing, by breathing. We so, are yeah, bro. I really don't, I, <laughs> this is why I'm not taking life seriously anymore for real. I'm like, why do that? We're, we're fucked. It's true. Because I feel like we're really at a, a at a point where it's like we, like, we can't even get rid of systemic racism. The fuck are we? Like, that's not even tackling climate change. That's not even tackling the, the um, poverty line. That's not even, like, do you understand? Like, we can't even do one of those things. We're, we, we're not even a type one civilization yet. We still haven't even used all of the resources on this planet. We ain't finna go nowhere. And then if we do find a reason, no. of course, capitalize the fuck out of that. 
we're still calling people gay as an insult. <laughs> we humans with racist in 2022. It's just a mess. And these are things that I keep I haven't been getting to sleep these past few weeks because of shit like this. I like, like I said, 50 more, 50 more years, maybe 70 is how long I think we got. Yeah, before it all comes crumbling down. And you have to remember, everybody always talks about the apocalypse and when it's coming and like, oh, we got just so you know, there are people in this country that are going through an apocalypse right now. Like those women at the border who are having forced hysterectomies. Um, that's an apocalypse for them. I would say fucking so. That shouldn't be fucking ha- like I w- it's like a concentration camp. Like they went back to the 19 motherfucking 30s. So I feel like the apocalypse is already if there if that is the thing, it's already happening, but just in smaller pockets. So because everybody's not in uh, like all in flames, we're like, oh, it's OK. It's OK. No, the house is on fire. I need you to know it just hasn't gotten to you yet, but it's on fire. The thing is, every time we see houses on fire, we like to use words like, well, let's reform it. You can't <laughs> reform type of shit. If it ain't radical, to be honest, the, things, the reason that we have rights, if you really want to go there as black folks now, quote unquote rights mm-hmm. it's because of it ripping the band-aid off I, and they always want to bring up martin luther king when he said the riot is the voice of the people like you always want to bring up all the other quotes but don't forget that he said that one like and you have to remember every time that black people as a whole tried to build something they dropped bombs on it it was a massacre they filled it with water. Apparently in Lake Okeechobee, where I used to drive by on a regular basis, there's a motherfucking town down there. They flooded it. Central Park used to be a black town. Do you know how much generational wealth that black people would have if you were just able to keep Central Park? Let me stop. When I tell you, I feel like a lot of um, marginalized people, people at the bottom are like tired. Like, I feel like a lot of us are on our Magneto shit. Magneto shit. I don't know if you watch X-Men. Oh, I, I marvel everything. Of course. Of course. Bitch, I'm a Magneto shit, bitch. I'm tired. I'm sick of it. Y'all ain't listening to me. I try to do everything. I try to be quiet. This shit ain't working. No, it's not. So it's like, yo, it's 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 Magneto, Killmonger, and we trying to get Thanos to come in this bitch and help us. <laughs> so it's it, it's it's a because lot, when I watched that movie, a lot of the shit that Thanos was saying, kind of man, he said, "Bitch, why y'all care? Y'all are stubborn. Y'all are killing yourselves anyway. Why not just wipe out half of y'all? Give the Earth a chance to heal." Listen. I'm just gonna make one point. Do you remember in the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was inside, ain't nobody driving, nobody was going anywhere. And then all of a sudden they had reports of like smog clearing up in California. They, they, like they hadn't been able to see the top of certain buildings. Animals were coming out that had never been seen in certain areas before. Like the earth actually was healing just from us staying our ass at home. Oh, wow. It's almost like common sense things work. Mm-mm. It's almost like humans are the, the parasites that they say that we are in ma- the Matrix. 
Well, if you do, we got to get your asses back to work. I don't know why you guys stayed your asses at home. Bro, the CDC is being run by capitalists. Uh, and that's, that's just what it is. Because first it went to 14 days. Now it's seven days. Now it's five days and a slap on the ass. Now you can just go to work, bitch. That, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. That is the truth. Bottom. All right. Like for example, my um, um, my uncle in law. He didn't know that his great grandfather, his father's mother's father, had a lot of land. And guess what? How much land he had? One thousand acres of land. And actually, he found the deeds from the eighteen eighties that state that. We've been so robbed. We've been so robbed. We're not even gonna talk about the 40 acres of the mule that we originally promised, but we have been so fucking robbed because they weren't going to let us have land because that was the one thing they're not making any more of. So they weren't going to let us have land. So that whole 40 acres and a mule they were gonna give us, we all knew that shit wasn't gonna fucking happen. You have a whole black city at this point. After all this being said, what do you think is the purpose of life? Work like a slave? Per- <laughs> no, the purpose of life is for my ass to be happy. For me to do everything in my power to keep myself as happy as fuck. If I decide I want to, I just want a color today, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you need to, if I decide I want to go ahead and 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 dress up, like who the fuck ever, like I am tapping into um, the childhood things that I wanted to do, but wasn't able to do because I was forced to grow up so fast. I am, I am tapping in to all of the spirituality that I possibly can so that I can heal myself, the therapy and only doing what I love. My mom is a nurse and she's a brilliant fucking nurse, but that's not what she wanted to do with her life. And yet that was still something she wanted me to do. And I'm like, but I won't be happy. And that to her, as a Jamaican hardworking woman born in the 1960s, was like, what's love got to do? Like she didn't have, she was like, what? that doesn't make any fucking sense. And I was like, well, I don't want to do something that's going to make me miserable. We'll do it first for our backup and then go on and do what you want to do. I, no, I don't want to do that. I want I want to go into videography. I want to go into film. I want to act. I want like all of these things. And I was told, especially by my very immigrant family, that absolutely not. You need to do something that's going to make me money. That's going well, kind of <laughs> that's going to that might have been a Freudian slip, but that's going to <laughs> make you money. That's what you really need to do. And I tried to go that route, and I just wasn't happy. And then when you think about it, after all the shit that's going on, why even suffer to try to do that right now? Right, I'm with you on this whole, I'm just doing what makes me happy. This um, consecrating thing is one of our past, like the fact, we've been doing this for what, four months? Mm-hmm. This is what, um, and I still, like, we're still seeing progress. But no, my uh, family ain't trying to hear this. They ain't trying to like- The, the fact- And they said no. The fact that Earth is Ghetto started from me and Aaron just finding kinship in the fucking comments section with a bunch of hoteps um, to, you know, fast forward all of these months later, I, I need people to understand you 
can change what you do your whole entire life. And the only thing you have to do is make the choice. I decided I'm going to be happy. I decided that I there is a platform that is needed for Black and queer people. We decided that we there that there was a, so many things that we needed to say that were not being said. Just scrolling across stereo and just seeing all of the gay bashing and all of the colorism and all of the hotep shit and all of just the straight up racism, the xenophobia. We needed a space. So I'm going to dedicate myself to my passion. That's what I'm going to do. And I, I really suggest that people, I need you to stop just doing shit just to make you money. I know that's the way that the world has deemed us. We think money is the most important thing in the world. What is money is a hypothetical concept that we've created because of greed. And the more I learn about the, the background of money, quote unquote, the more I'm like, this is all stupid. I'm gonna do what makes me happy. I would rather make a cute coin now and do what I love and fucking explore people and try and be a millionaire. It's a high chance that none of you asses are going to be a, a millionaire. I'm sorry. We can't all be a millionaire or being there. That's not how that shit works. But let's say, uh, but let me tell you something. If I was to really get back into music, I would only be an independent artist. I don't care what I put out. I would never want to sign to a record label. Those people own your ass, your masters, your everything. It's like literally a new form of slavery that they have through contract. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and to be honest, it's like, we're so in love with being famous and being so big, but do you, but I just want to live off of my dreams. That's it. I just want to be able to provide for my mother who has worked too hard in her life. And I want to be able to provide for myself. And if I could possibly give back to other people, even fucking better. That's it. I don't have dreams of being this big ass conglomerate. My face is like in the mouth. When I first started this journey of wanting to um, go into film and getting accepted to school for it and all that good stuff, I was so obsessed with being famous because I felt like it was going to give me the validation that nobody in my life could give me at that time. But if I had thousands of people telling me that they love me, then I would be great. Some people don't even want to break it down like that because that feels too vulnerable for them to say. I just want to live off of my dreams. If I can go ahead and do what we do and be able to keep lights up, have a little piece of land, milk my goats, make some cheese. Like, listen, I want to live a very simple motherfucking life. I really do. <laughs> like, if I can, like, that happiness is the only thing I'm reaching for right now. And I suggest that everybody else do the same. And I know that, that that's not easy. People got kids, people got whatever, all these different things. But all I can say is like, life is not a dress rehearsal. Your grave don't have a bunk bed. You do that shit by yourself. So when you finally decide you're going to close your eyes for the last time, I don't want you to be like, oh, well, my mother had me do this and I felt obligated and I had to do this and I couldn't be myself here. Like you're going to die with regret. And I think that's the only thing that we should be afraid of. Period. All right. I'm out. <laughs> Child, I'll be preaching sometime. No. Um, <laughs> but um, what? So I now I have to go ahead and ask you what What do you think is um, the purpose of life? What do you think? Like, like, where are you at? Because 
Okay, I'm on this fuck everybody. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. These are my boundaries. You can suck a dick. That's where we are. That's now, I'm just now like this new year. That was mm. last year. It wasn't like that. It, it was like, because you know how it is being Caribbean. Oh, money, money. Work, work, work. Okay, you graduate. Now you got now you got to get your master's. I, I'm not doing that shit no more. I'm not doing, for who? Master's for what? People are, you, even though I don't like billionaires, you have billionaires who didn't even fucking go to college. But, Why am I submitted to the scam? But I also don't understand why they can't see how big of a fucking scam it is. Being that if you go on Indeed, they're trying to pay you fifteen twenty nine, and you got a master's. Listen, especially in the state that he lives in, in fucking Alabama, they are famously fucking low paying to every bitch that breathes. So right now, I'm just trying to, like you said, just focus on doing what makes me happy. Um, I'm making a cute coin. It's not like, oh my God, 80, 80K or 100K or whatever, like every person on this planet is trying to get. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day, I'm happy. And like, this is my passion. And mm -hmm. my family, girl, they ain't trying to hear that blood clot. To, like, they ain't trying to hear. <laughs> I they can already hear it. Hear what, they ain't trying to hear that shit. They said, no, you need to suffer. You need to do this first before you can get to that. And I thought that was the way. I really did. I was like, okay, I suffered for like eight years and then I do But I realized, especially the shit that's going on now, I ain't got time for that. I, I'm not suffering anymore. Bro, and and, and listen, I'm I, I actually just turned 35, right? And um, my mom, you know, she's been so supportive on this on this journey. Like she is giving me, yo, for the Caribbean moms who actually are are doing it, thank you. Fucking thank you. Cause she believes in my dreams now. That was not in the beginning. When I say this woman was upset, I wasn't going to nursing school. Oh my God. <laughs> but but where we are now is such a is is such an awesome place that I'm so glad for the support that I also have to give grace to the people who are just like, I don't have it to be able to just go follow my dreams right now. I know. Because, I, listen, I'm just in a very blessed situation, which, by the way, it's not always attractive to other people to don't let them know, oh, I moved back home so I could go follow my dreams. <laughs> but I was like, 35 and living with mom. Listen, it don't, it don't sound good, bitch. It really don't. But at the end of the day, there are so many people who don't have that support system. So I don't want them to think of this and be like, oh, easy for you to fucking say, y'all bitches ain't got no fucking kids. Y'all don't have, like, I, I listen, I get it. It's I just, hard. I just refuse. I refuse to believe that we're on this planet to work, 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 be at work more than we are at fun, and then retire and then you die. That's that's not. I'm not doing that anymore. And that a lot of this whole tradition shit, or that's how that's how it's always been. I'm not subscribing to that. I'm sorry if that. What did you say? Tradition was. Tradition ain't nothing but a set of rules from dead folk. <laughs> Yo, when I heard that shit, I felt so offended. <laughs> this is how you know I'm still working on myself. He said that shit, and I was like, shot to the heart. Why would you say that to me? No, but I was so serious. <laughs> but it's so true, though, because at the end of the day, like, listen, I'm doing it because they did it. I'm a Christian because mama was a Christian, and their parents was Christians, and blah, blah, blah. Listen. And not to say that everything in, re in reference to tradition is wrong, because look at me studying African um, spirituality, the original tradition. But um, 
I also want people to make that difference that a lot of the traditions that we have are based in patriarchy, are based in racism, are based in bullshit. And that's really us just following the rules of dead folks, basically. Um, let's see if we have any messages here. Uh, Wilton. The only reason why the earth was healing is because when a lot of people weren't ruining it with the smog and trash and other things like that. If we can try to make a lot of things more natural, then maybe the earth would be better. Like one thing is to probably get rid of some of these landfills and the purpose of life that could be interpreted in different ways. So basically the purpose of life can be whatever you make it to be. To live the life to live your life to the fullest. That's probably the only simplest way I can say it. Live the life the exactly the way you want it. Design it. I need I just don't want us to go into life feeling like we don't have any fucking choices. We have choices. You can design whatever it is that you want. I promise you, you can. And I just don't want people to feel so fucking helpless because until Thanos comes, we got to do this shit. <laughs> okay. We don't, we don't got a choice. So enjoy your motherfucking life. Honestly. Enjoy I, I, your life. Take care of your family. I had to tell my mom, she was like, why aren't you trying hard? Like, I was like, do you see the shit that's going? We... I don't take it seriously. I, I'm sorry. I can't take it. Like, you have all this shit that's going on around us every single day. I refuse to, like, this whole going back to get your master's and go, doing working in the office cubicle for, for, like, 40 years and then you retire. And I'm not doing that dumb ass shit. I'm doing what makes me happy, period. I don't care how uncomfortable it makes anyone feel, to be honest. Bro, fuck the Matrix. I'm tired of this shitty version of Oregon Trail. I want it to end. I don't want it to, I like, honestly. And, and because of that, that's why I say, do what you want to fucking do. Don't hurt nobody in the process. We got enough of that. Uh, but do what you want. What, whatever your desires are, whatever your passions are. If you decide this is like, if you are interested in being a doula or but just whatever it is, go do it, search it out, go learn it, be it. Step into who you are. Because we always have everyday people telling us who we are, what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go, how we're supposed to be. It's enough. The little bit of power that you can take back is being able to be like, you know what? No, these dreams are mine. Cause I am like a dog with a bone with my fucking dreams. That shit's not going nowhere. So yep. I just want to go ahead and thank everybody. L listen, this was a great show today. Period. It really, really was. Um, we are definitely going to be coming back to you Monday um, with much more because <laughs> so much is going on. Things that we didn't even touch on that's been going on over the news are just like, oh, child, Monday. Let's let's push that to Monday because I we have a special Monday night. Yes, we do. We do have a special Monday night. Um, it's whew, it's going to be a. I, listen, this is going to be the most research I've done for one show because I'm just like, oh, we got to have on all of our armor in order to do this. Well, at least we won't be talking about it Monday morning and Monday night. We'll just be talking about it just Monday night. 
just Monday night. Um, but we definitely will have some um, maybe lighter topics. We'll see. On <laughs> on Monday. More than likely not because the, the podcast is called Earth is Ghetto. So uh, <laughs> um, I do um, I, I just want to <laughs> We keep talking at the same time. We do. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. For those listening Monday night we have a special episode um, here lately we've been me and Sydney have been seeing some a lot of division amongst the black community especially on this app. Um, Hoteps, Hebrew Israelites i I really don't think that that's going to get us anywhere. It's very much pro-Blackness, but to an extent, I hear a lot of homophobia to Black gay men, and they're the reason why the Black community is being broken up, and a lot of misogynal war to Black women, but these are people who claim to be pro-Black. So Monday night, we're talking about Hebrew Israelites. We're going to dig deeper into that. Yeah, and I'm beginning to realize that Hebrew Israelites and, and Hoteps is almost like the same side of a different coin. And that's the only reason I wanted to do more research before I said that. <laughs> but uh, we'll have videos. Well, oh God, we're gonna, I, I'm already stressing out over it. So I'm just gonna make sure I, I smoke as much as I can um, to be able to get through it. That's that's I how we're could, gonna go. I could see why people, someone would subscribe to it. Cause a, a few of the things I'm like, okay. But a lot Listen, of- A broke can be correct twice a day so it's not like we can't go in there and find things like oh well that's true oh well that's true that's dope i like that and then all of a sudden it's like fuck gay people and you're just like whoa 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 <laughs> back up back up like what the fuck happened so um i'm definitely excited for that conversation but um, I just want to thank everybody for all of the engagement with all of our, our topics today. Um, and I want to thank you for helping us grow this little platform so we can move this over to YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm just really, really grateful. So much so. And uh, we're going to have Aaron take us out. Period. This is the Earth is Ghetto podcast. You can listen to me in Sydney every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. You can catch our special this coming Monday night at 10 o'clock p.m. <laughs> Central Standard Time. Girl, I have to think because, girl, you're like an hour behind. An hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, um... You can follow us on Instagram, which is in our bio, and you can follow our podcast Instagram page, earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore, and same for our TikTok page as well, which I literally just created that. So, yeah. All right. So, please remember um, to follow us on all of our social media. And just also remember, as always, being queer is African. Period. Bye, ho. Bye. Bye.